Potters, and welcome back to Clay at Our Core, the only pottery podcast coming to you from the corner of Montgomery Road and Hudson Avenue in peace-loving Norwood, Ohio. This is episode 32, and I'm your clay pal, Ann Saker. Today, we present another happy downstream effect from the Ensica Conference. Many of you know Alondra Viberos, a core clay artist-in-residence. Alondra is from Idaho, and she had never been to Ohio before arriving in peace-loving Norwood last September. But she has dived into the core clay vibe as a hand-building teacher, studio technician, and all-around happy soul. After Ensica in March, Alondra discovered a great opportunity for herself called the Women Working in Clay Symposium she applied for and earned a studio assistantship to the event, which took place this month in Virginia. I wanted to learn what Alondra took away from the symposium, and she talks about fighting against the dreaded imposter syndrome so that she can go out into the world and get what she needs. Here's our conversation. You've had a certain glow about you since you came back from the wilds of uh, Radford, Virginia, right? Is that where it is, Radford? No, where? No, it's uh, it's from Roanoke, Virginia. Roanoke, Virginia, okay. Yeah. Close, so, though. All right. Yeah. yeah well, uh, at any rate, so uh, we were really excited that this opportunity came up for you. I wonder if you could talk a little bit right on the front end about what the Women in Clay Symposium was, is. Well, it's, it's hard to put the symposium in a nutshell, but it's very much like in Sika, where there are demonstrations and presentations and exhibitions being held that, you know, circle around ceramics. Um, But it's a bit more intimate because the symposium takes place on a historical women's college campus and they have a limited capacity of 75. So your attendees get a bit more of that one-on-one interaction with the presenting artists and with each other. Um, For me personally, it was really empowering and nurturing, being able to make connections there with all of these amazing, talented women who are investigating the world through their art, through different cultural lenses and styles and concepts, was really comforting. And even though we come from all these different backgrounds and life experiences, we're still able to find points of connection with each other through shared space and storytelling and learning technique and relating to one another with that shared experience of navigating through the world as women and being able to understand that experience in a way that only women know and understand. Eloquently said, thank you very much. I wonder if you could talk a little bit about the kind of topics that were touched upon. Well, let's back up. How did you end up? How did you end up getting to go to this symposium? So I um, I follow different people on social media, and I just thought that it looked like a lot of fun. Um, this past year at Ensica, I was going to a couple of different you know tabling events, and so I stopped by the symposium booth, and you know I got the details of it, and I was like, you know what, I really want to do this, so I applied and I got in. Okay, so when you applied, you actually had to write a letter explaining what you wanted to accomplish. Yes, so I had to do a letter of intent. I had a letter of recommendation. Um, I had to submit some photographs for my portfolio, things like that. Okay, what was that process like for you? Um, It was a bit nerve-wracking. I feel like 
every time you know a a new opportunity presents itself I feel like I have this case of imposter syndrome that kind of comes up even though it's like yeah you can do this there's still that little voice in the back of my head that it's like maybe this isn't for you maybe you're not ready yet but you know it's just a whole process of learning to like look past that voice and do it anyways right and how did you do it this time how did you get past that the imposter syndrome so that you could jump into this um i i think it was just the i think it was just the yearning to grow and to make connections um i i feel like with the pandemic a lot of people have felt like they've been playing catch up or feeling behind or at least i felt that way so i really wanted to to take this opportunity to ne to network and learn okay. new things so you applied and you applied you applied for a specific task at the symposium correct yeah so what was that? i applied for an assistantship so i was assigned to louise de Hall. Um, she's a Brazilian artist based in Asheville, North Carolina. Uh, she's a lecturer at the University of North Carolina. Um, her work mainly focuses around abstract uh, sculptural pieces. So she originally lived in San Paulo, Brazil, and then she did some work in Chile and you know, then came to the US, was the studio coordinator for ceramics at Anderson Ranch and then she landed her new job in North Carolina. So as her assistant, what I got to do was help her with setup, cleanup. I got to run and go get her materials and tools. During the demonstrations, I helped handle her pieces, um, whether that be helping to assembling them or smoothing them out or taking them downstairs to be fired. So there's a, a tremendous partnership between you, the artist, and the studio assistant. It's not like you're simply schlepping clay all the time. You actually are very deeply engaged in the, all the foundational processes of getting a work of art to a finished stage. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Um, and the way the symposium was set up, so there was two different demonstrations rooms. So in one room, you have the more sculptural, hand-built demonstrations going on. And then in the other room, you have the wheel throwing demonstrations going on. So the attendees were able to float back and forth, you know, as they please and, you know, see what they want to see, ask questions. Um, since I was an assistant, I, um, my position was more stationary, but I was honestly okay with that because I really like hand building and I really love sculptures. So I was very happy to be there. Libby. And people came to you, right? Yeah, right. absolutely. Yeah, they would, they would come up to me or, you know, ask me questions about it. And we're just trying to, you know, be friendly, make everybody feel welcome, um, find answers for them if we didn't know the answers to right. questions. So I wonder if you could talk to me a little bit about uh, maybe a piece of art or something particular in which you uh, engaged with Louise that you took away as a, as a, you knew it was an important moment when it happened. Do you, did you have a moment like that with her? No, it was just a lot. It was a lot going at once, right? It was it was a lot going at once. Um, like I said before, her um, her sculptural pieces circle around um, being able to convey emotion and talk about her identity of navigating through the three different countries she lived in. Um, and you know, she uses elements from landscape and you know nature and seed pods. So. Um, wow. 
yeah, she, she uses all those different elements to talk about her uh, life experiences. Did you get to build any of your own art during the symposium? Um, we kind of had like a little open studio, but I didn't really make anything. I feel like a lot of us made little things and then threw them away or, you know, eventually they all just ended up getting thrown away anyways. Right. But we still had that moment to kind of, you know, release creative energy and it was a lot of fun. Were there, tell me about some of the art other artists whose presentations you listened to or you had a meal with or what else? What else uh, sort of on the specific level did you gain from the symposium? Yeah, so we had, um, let's see, for all of our presenting artists, so we had Louise DeHual, Adara Willard, we had Sanam Enamame, we had Ursula Hargens. Uh, and these are all women artists who are w fairly well known in ceramic arts. Yes. Okay. Uh, we had Sana Musasama, who is an incredible activist artist. We had uh, Rahale Philosufi, who is also an extremely powerful artist. Um, while we were there, we had, there were two different exhibitions. So there was the Women Working with Clay exhibition on the Hollins University um, campus. Um, so that featured all of those different artists along with uh, Dara Hartman, who is the director of the symposium, and Donna Peloso, who's the, the founder of the symposium. Um, so that show was really beautiful, really feminine. Um, and I have to say, like, I, I enjoyed all of those pieces, but the one in particular that stuck with me the most um, is a pottery doll by Sana Musasama. So it was this little clay doll with mixed media. So it had pipe cleaners for hair and paper beads and little glass hands with feet that could move that were attached with wire. Wow. And it was it was so precious. And I I really love the story behind that piece because what she wrote was that this doll was inspired by a doll she found in her aunt's attic um, and that she believed it belonged to a slave child because her great-grandparents were um, slaves on a cotton or a tobacco farm. Wow. And so she noticed carved into the doll was, I see me on the other side. And so that for me was really powerful and I haven't been able to stop thinking about that doll since. Interesting. That's a very, it's a, clay can really move us in a very profound emotional level that's, that often can be quite surprising. There were a couple of exhibitions during our uh, Enseca show in the garage that I found myself staring at for long periods of time because I found them very deeply moving and it surprised me. I don't know why. What do you think that's about? Clay just, I think clay just doesn't, People don't think of clay as sort of reaching out and grabbing you that way. Yeah, I think, I don't know. I think it's just being able to find what, what resonates with you, you know. Different people are going to feel different things about sort of different sorts of pieces. Like for me, it was that doll. For somebody else, it could have been, you know, Donna Peloso's other figurative work or Adero's big abstract super colorful sculptures that she had so you know different things speak to different people and I think it just depends on your life experience and your memories and you know the kind of things that you feel called to make right do you feel that your art is different now 
Have you been making anything since you've come back from the symposium that you know has an influence? Um, I have been finishing off a piece that I started before I left, but there are definitely things that I want to try since I left. Um, I've already been incorporating nichrome wire into my pieces, but now I've been thinking a lot about glass and, you know, chains and other things like that okay. since I came back from yeah. the symposium. So, how you can assemble different media into a into a piece of ceramic artwork? Mm -hmm. Fascinating. Yeah. That's really great. So, uh, Landra, you've uh, you've recently come on full time here at Core Clay, correct? You're Actually, I'm, I'm still part-time, so I'm going to be a resident here at Core Clay until September, right. and then That's when then your after that, residency will end, correct? Yeah, uh -huh. so it's when my residency will end, but then I'll be going full-time into social media for Core Clay in the fall. Okay, and what do you envision for that? Um, I think just seeing, like, like, like just trying to show people what the atmosphere at Core Clay here is really like. Yeah. Um, I'd really like to get more, you know, videos and pictures of the artists and residents specifically, kind of like a day in my life sort of thing. I love that. Um, but also, you know, I feel like with my schedule right now, like, it, it's going to be easier for me to um, pursue all the things I want to pursue with it once I go full time, like actually being able to be here for all the events, like the kiln opening and like things like that. Um, so... Yeah, I think that's just what I'm thinking of so far. That's very exciting. Well, I'm so glad you're going to be staying on with us. This <laughs> is really you bring so much to the uh, to the, uh, of the energy of your energy to this experience, and uh, it's really it's really great. So I'm very happy you got to go and have such a good time uh, at Holland's College. Uh, do they have this symposium every year? Yes. So they is it have at Holland's College. Every yeah. Year? So it's at Holland's College every year, um, and you can uh, register online. Um, if you need help with funds, you can always apply for the assistantship or the scholarship program. Oh, very good, excellent, so, good to know. Yeah. And uh, and you don't necessarily have to have an academic degree to attend or to uh, participate? I don't believe so. Okay, all yeah. right, and uh, so that's great. And uh, you, you came away from this, and it was like a whirlwind three days, right? You were down there and came back. Yeah, it. I know it was only three days, but the first day when I was done, the other assistants and I, we talked, and it felt like we had been there for a month. <laughs> like, it felt there like we had been there for a month and a day all at the same time. Yeah. So it was this little time pocket that we were in where, like, time didn't really have a beginning or an end. Oh, that's great. Isn't so. that that's a great place to be, isn't it? In yeah. In the flow of the artwork. Absolutely. Okay. Well, Alondra, thank you so very much for stopping by and talking and telling everybody at Cor Clay at Our Core about this really fantastic experience that you got. We'll be seeing you around the studio. Okay. Thank, thank you. you. So take it from Alondra. In clay or in any medium of art or any walk of life for that matter. Beating imposter syndrome takes hard work. It means finding something within yourself that you didn't know you had. We are so thrilled Alondra is with us at Core Clay, living by example. Now for some studio notes. The next Clay Club is Tuesday, June 27th, two days before my birthday, I'm just saying. And our studio member, Kendall Taylor, will be demonstrating how to build the humble but lovely form of a mushroom. 
will be skipping Clay Club on Tuesday, July the 4th, for the obvious reasons, but on July 11th, Alondra will be leading a collaboration throw, which is always fun. And on July 18th, our very own cult pastor, Laura Davis, will show Clay Club how to make cake stands. Next month's gas kiln opening on the first Friday of July, the 7th, will feature the artwork made during the two-week Clay Club meetings on crystalline glazes. So circle that night on your calendars because that's an experiment you don't want to miss. And here's a housekeeping note. We love you potters, and we want to make sure you stay safe while you are making things that make you happy here at Cork Clay. So we have established some yellow tape boundaries around our kilns in the garage. That space is for employees only, so please take care of yourself and be sure to stay back of the yellow lines. And because we are artists, we don't need goons standing guard. We've set up six-foot cutouts of Austin Powers and Marilyn Monroe with warning messages. Please, Potters, obey the cardboard. That's all for episode 32 of Clay at Our Core, the Pottery Podcast. Next up, we'll be talking with studio member Beth Lauterberg about her beautiful sculptures and about how her recovery from recent shoulder surgery has changed how she makes art. This is your clay pal, Ann Sager, at the studio, hoping the kiln gods are smiling upon you. Catch you next time.